0: yeah okay uh let's see it's saturday today is saturday february something 5th yeah sounds right uh so (laughs) i've got some i'm watching I'm watching the 2006 royal rumble i want to talk wrestling. i want to talk the royal rumble i want to talk shane mcmahon uh, this is crazy news. I'm, I'm, I've got the 2006 Royal Rumble on. I don't know why I like this Royal Rumble. It's not a very good Royal Rumble. I like it because Rey Mysterio won. That was back in the day where you were like, yeah, this is who should win. The where, the whole fan base was like, yeah, this is who has to win. the Rey Mysterio has to win the Royal Rumble. And you know who won the Royal Rumble? Rey Mysterio. And a few times they teased, oh, my God, could it be Triple H? Could Randy Orton win the Royal Rumble? Maybe. But they didn't. Came very close, but they didn't. Because it was it was the Royal Rumble a few months after Eddie Guerrero died. And as tribute to Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio won the Rumble and went to WrestleMania. And it could have and should have been a great one on one Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio. That could have been one of the all time great WrestleMania matches. But instead, you know, God forbid you just have a one on one match. It had to be Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton and uh, Kurt Angle and it was I don't remember the match at all Ray Mysterio won and that was cool and he was champ for I don't know two months did he I think he lost to Great Khali I want to say oh well but at least hey Ray Mysterio will forever be WWE he was WWE champion and he won the Royal Rumble uh speaking of the Royal Rumble I just finished watching it for a second time because I thought to myself it can't was last week's Royal Rumble really, <clears throat> really as bad as I thought when I watched it? You know, I had a little a little taffy, and I realized, well, that's not gonna make it worse. That might have made it better. It might actually be worse than I remember. So I went back and I watched, I rewatched the the Royal Rumble from last Saturday night. It is it's worse than I remember. It's so bad. There is not one single exciting moment in that Royal Rumble. There's not one. It was just bad from start to finish. the closest thing to an exciting moment. Again, the first minute or two where they started with Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles, and I thought, oh my God, if this is these are the first two entrants, and they could just the two of them could be in there all night. And maybe AJ will win. That'd be cool. Nakamura, I would love for how ha- I would love them to do a do over with Nakamura because he's my favorite and they have squandered him. One of the great wrestling talents in the entire world and they've just squandered him and he's just like this car it just drives me crazy it really does it's it's as a wrestling fan because i want wrestling to be good and it's so it's so frequently so disappointing because there's so many egos behind the scenes and politics and this and that and then then so you know what the fans don't really get to see what they want to see because that's the last place that vince mcmahon or anybody really cares to look To see what they want. Because if they did. uh, There's a bunch of guys. Who were recently wrestling for WWE. That would still be wrestling for WWE. And not AEW. Because not only does WWE not really seem to care. there's There's two important groups. That WWE seems to have. Zero interest in pleasing. One is the fans. And two is their talent. The people that go out and kill themselves every week. To put on a show. And then. Oh hey you know what. We're going to release you. Yeah, I know. You've been, on, you've been around for a few months and we didn't really do much with you. And you were a huge, huge uh, popular star before you came here, but I'm uh, just not seeing it. So thanks for coming. You're done. Goodbye. And uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I was reading a thing that morale in WWE is at an all time low, certainly the lowest it's been in a very, very long time. Well, I mean, I can't imagine why. Why would that be? Why would morale be low for a company that, uh, that gets people to sign these contracts and move across the country, relocate to Orlando or to some place uh, that's more convenient to be near NXT and be near, you know, WWE, HQ, you know, Southern HQ or something? Well, why would anybody be uh, unhappy at a company that, that relocates, that has you move, pack up your life, come out to a new place, and then three months later, cut you loose? And that's it. That's the end of your career. And now what are you supposed to do? I don't know why anybody still left working for that company would at all feel uh, on edge or feel unhappy because so many of their friends and peers and colleagues uh, have left in the last uh, two years. Not because they wanted to in most cases. Yeah, that's... Usually morale is high when there's lots of firings and releases, right? Isn't that the case? No. So anyway, the biggest story though coming out of the Rumble, in addition to just what a shit Rumble it was, is and how much of this is true, I don't know. I tend to, you never really believe anything, right? You don't if you're not there. It's it's all hearsay unless you were there, right? Unless you know. So uh, Shane McMahon returned in the Royal Rumble, which was something that nobody wanted to see. At least I certainly didn't. I don't want to see Shane McMahon in the ring. I don't really want to see Shane McMahon at all. It was exciting in 2016 when he came back cuz he had been gone for 6 years. Which is crazy again because it seems like he was gone for much longer, but time moves differently now. I don't know, maybe because I'm closer to circling the drain so it's so it's spinning faster. <laughs> 6 years ago I was still pretty far away from the drain, I guess maybe now. Now I'm closer so it's just circling at a much more rapid rate in general (laughs) um but he's he he came and he had like and then immediately he put it they put him in a match with the undertaker at wrestlemania i'm like huh okay well not anything i don't i don't know who many people wanted to see that but you knew shane would take a big fall off the hell in the cell and he did okay but then he just kept having matches and he had a big match against braun Strowman last year it's like oh my god can they think of nothing else except to just keep having McMahons on the screen? Is it possible that maybe we're, we don't want to see any McMahons anymore? Maybe we've seen enough of all of them? I certainly don't want to see Vince looking like a blowfish. You're talking like that. Right? You can't even understand what he's saying anymore because he sounds like this. And, uh, you know, it's like I have a better time hearing Clint Eastwood talk. That dude's 110 years old. Hey, I'm gonna drive to Mexico get your son back. Anyway, uh, so there's a couple. It's it's just it's fascinating because Shane McMahon hadn't really been around, and he I guess he comes back. I mean, this is fascinating to hear because I always heard that Shane McMahon, who's Vince McMahon's son, I always heard that he was like he was the the most likable, most approachable, sort of down-to-earth. He's one of the guys. Everybody likes Shane. I like, think he doesn't have a big ego. He's easy to work with backstage. He's, you know, he's just kind of, he's one of the guys. He's he's He gets it. That's what I've always heard about Shane McMahon, which is why this story is strange, because evidently, Shane was gone from 2010 to 2016. He came back, seemed like mostly to just, to be a wrestler. I don't, an on-screen character. I don't know that he had, I don't know what his back office, if there even was one, if he was writing, if he was part of the, anything. Um, I'm sure that's a fun relationship. I'm sure there's some, there's some Logan and Kendall Roy type stuff with Vince and Shane McMahon. Anyways, he came back and, uh. Mostly he was he was featured on TV as a wrestler, which he had been in the past. And he can be exciting. I don't want to see Shane McMahon all the time, but he's done some cool stuff. WrestleMania 17 when we saw him fly across the ring that uh, that Van Terminator, Van whatever it's called where he flies across the ring and kicks a garbage can into his dad's face. I mean, that was a huge it's a classic WrestleMania moment. When Steve Blackman hit him with the kendo stick and he fell off the scaffolding at SummerSlam 2000 just fell backwards. It was like, wow, what a what a crazy time that was. The Kurt Angle match at King of the Ring 2001 where he's getting suplexed into the glass and it doesn't break and he, they're just killing each other. There's some I mean there's some great Shane Shane O'Mac moments. The Mean Street Posse. Uh he's you know so he's he's been he's been fun to watch. But it's like, all right, it's enough. I want I want to just see goddamn wrestlers in the wrestling ring. I don't want to see Bad Bunny. Even though Bad Bunny is probably one of the best celebrity wrestlers we've had. Like, he actually, you know, he wants to do moves. and He wants to fly off the ropes. I still don't want to. I don't care about Bad fucking Bunny. I don't want to see Bad Bunny. Uh, What a stupid. Can you imagine, though, by the way, if a wrestler showed up in WWE and was on the independent scene calling themselves Bad Bunny? Imagine if there was a wrestler named Bad Bunny, and it's a dude, and it shows up, and they're like, "Okay, what's your your character's name? Your Bad Bunny." The WWE would be like, "We're never, no, not in a million lifetimes are we going to have somebody on our roster named Bad Bunny?" And then the Bad Bunny, he's got billions of fans, like I think literally billions of followers across all of his platforms and social media and stuff. And uh, so yeah, he's Bad Bunny, and I don't want to see him. Certainly not in the Royal Rumble, especially a Royal Rumble that already has Johnny Knoxville in it, who I also didn't want to see, who was absolutely pointless being in the Royal Rumble. He was in there for, I don't know, a minute at the most. Bad Bunny was in there. Bad Bunny was in there, and he was eliminating. He eliminated Sheamus. He eliminated Dolphins. It's like this dude is half the size of even the smaller guys in the Royal Rumble. And he's and he's just eliminating people, and he's hitting his moves on Riddle, who's like a legit MMA guy. Like that's so stupid. So you have Johnny Knoxville, and you have Bad Bunny, and then you have Shane McMahon as one of the few surprise entrants. And it's just like, oh, groan. And then just like I said, Randy Orton in his hometown in St. Louis, fifty plus thousand fans, big stadium. He was in there for like a minute. <laughs> Huge, huge pop from the crowd. Big response, big reaction, big ovation. He's the second to last. He's number 29. Brock Lesnar's number 30. Place erupts. And Brock Lesnar eliminated Orton with ease in a few seconds. So Orton was in there for maybe two minutes. Completely pointless. Totally pointless to even have him in there. Other than just say, hey, here's a big name in the Royal Rumble. One of the few big names in the Royal Rumble. Oh, it's, it's just, it's incredibly upsetting. Like watching it again, it's just like, wow, this is so bad. It is so bad. So evidently, at least this is the story that's coming out, is that, you know, Shane O'Mac, maybe he's the scapegoat for all of this. But evidently, I guess Vince just kind of throws him a bone every year and they let Shane uh, plan out the Royal Rumble. Who's going to come out when? who's going to get eliminated, you know, they kind of have him choreograph the, you know, a lot of the, the eliminations and entrance and things like that. And so I guess what they, this year is like the third time that he has helped to, to write script the Royal Rumble and plan the Royal Rumble. Okay. Um, which is like, okay. So that's why it was so bad. But like last year's Royal Rumble, even though it was in that stupid Thunderdome, it was pretty good. I expected it to be a piece of crap, but it was surprisingly decent. And I hated I hated everything in the Thunderdome. Even the stuff that was good, I hated in the Thunderdome. Just because it was in the Thunderdome. And then it's weird because they came out of the Thunderdome. And I, and I think what the Thunderdome did was expose just how crappy their product is. And how just manufactured and paint-by-numbers all of the matches are. Anybody who has their own unique style or their signature that's all – you you throw that away as soon as you come to WWE, which is why NXT was so good for so many years with Triple H running it because I don't think Vince had the time or really cared because it was just like – it's NXT. We don't expect much from this, and Triple H made it the big attraction. That was – th- on WrestleMania weekend, you'd have NXT TakeOver the night before WrestleMania, and that was the rabid crowd in, a, in an arena – a rabid, crowd, you couldn't even hear just blowing the roof off the place. And four and five star matches from start to finish, two hours of you know, four, five, six matches. All you know, the worst match being like a three star match and still pretty damn good because they let the wrestlers come out and be the rest. That was like, this is what this is what it used to be like to watch this. It's just great wrestlers having great wrestling matches, and it's not a huge roster. So it's quantity over qual or it's quality over quantity, and uh, there's only so many spots for for these people. They have an hour a week. It was like early '90s WWF where it was just like Monday Night Raw, and then superstars on the weekend, and then that was it. And then a bunch of little like recap magazine type shows, and that's what NXT was like 2013 to whatever 2000. Whenever they went two hours, which I guess was maybe a couple years ago, 2019. I think once NXT went to two hours, I think that's when it was like, okay, well it's not as it's not as special as it used to be because now they don't you're exposing the lack of 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 depth in the roster. Very talented roster, just not that doesn't go very deep, right? Wide, not deep, I don't know. (laughs) Everybody's super talented, but they don't have a huge roster. Because they keep calling up uh, the the very talented people. Men and women go up to the main, main roster on Raw and SmackDown. And they have to keep filling those spots on NXT. And they always managed to do so. That was the great thing. It was just like one after another. It's Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Kevin Owens. Uh, you know, what's his name? His name's Pac, but he was uh, Adrian Neville. Neville, whatever his name was. And then and then onto this, you know Samoa Joe and Shinsuke you know, Nakamura and Bobby Roode and just these incredibly talented. Yeah, Oscar. And they had, I mean, at one time you've got Bailey and Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Sasha Banks all on the. I mean, just Ember Moon, like all these talented. It was just so great to watch, and you didn't care because it was like they're just going to be great. Then Adam Cole shows up and Red Dragon shows up. It's like, wow, this is nxt is actually giving fans wrestling fans wrestling it's so good it's like yeah and going to Lowell with my kid back in 2017 and seeing those good seeing adam cole and carrie sane and the iconics the street prophets and drew McIntyre, McAd- oh, eric young all these all these incredibly talented people and then uh and then they either got called up to the main roster and just nothing happened with them. Uh, got called up to the main roster and kind of, you know, found a spot that's not really a big spot. But, you know, like Bobby Roode's in the tag team with Ziggler. You know, he's had a pretty steady uh, 10 years since uh, in, the, in the several years that he's been on the main roster. Same with Nakamura. But what have they really done? You know, Adam Cole had a couple matches on the, he was in one of the Royal Rumbles, you know, and then nothing. It's like, you just keep letting go of all the guys that we want to see. And now they're all in AEW. And so the Royal, (laughs) that's the one thing the Royal Rumble did was expose like, holy shit. Talk about a lack of depth. I mean, there's, (laughs) there's not width or depth. It's like, who's, who's on this roster anymore? And then you're sitting there like, wait, where's, where's our truth Where's Cesaro? Where's all the, uh... Where is everybody? Oh, that's right. They had to give up their spot, so Bad Bunny and uh, Johnny Knoxville and Shane McMahon could be in the Royal Rumble. Super. It's great. Fun surprises. So anyways, now the story is that Shane... Uh, Shane McMahon evidently has been fired. <laughs> he's been fired. Vince McMahon's son. That's the story. That he's he's been fired by WWE. That he, uh... Excuse me, that he was, you know, he was he was on TV for much of the last six years. Hadn't really seen much of him since WrestleMania last year. And I guess he comes back every year, and at the very least, he plans the Royal Rumble. And that was evidently the case this year. But now they're saying that he was just a total dick backstage. He was just big time and everybody, you know, too too cool for school. Just to – all this stuff that doesn't sound like every story I've ever heard about Shane McMahon, which is that he's – like I said, he's a nice guy. He's one of the guys, one of the boys, as they say, uh, from SI.com. This is uh, Joseph Courier, Wrestling Observer. Frustration coming out of the Royal Rumble has led to Shane McMahon's departure from WWE. Ringside News reported on Wednesday that the 52-year-old McMahon has been quietly let go from WWE. And is no longer in the plans for the upcoming Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, WrestleMania 38, or upcoming episodes of WWE television. Yeah, I guess that was a thing, too. He was going to return in the Royal Rumble. Then he was going to have big matches at the next pay-per-views, including WrestleMania. And now he's just... That's it. He's just gone. A week ago, he was planning the Royal Rumble, and in the Royal Rumble, and big comeback. And less than 24 hours later, or 48 hours later, maybe, he's just gone. Now he's sitting on his couch. He's he has no part of any of it. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer confirmed McMahon is out of WWE no longer booked for future shows. On Wrestling Observer Radio earlier this week, Meltzer said there's a lot of heat on McMahon over this year's Men's Royal Rumble match. McMahon was the lead producer for the Men's Rumble and also appeared in the match as an in-ring talent. Meltzer said McMahon had an idea of what the Rumble was going to be and then a lot of that ended up being changed. Andrew Zarian of Mat Men Podcast reported that one issue of concern with the Rumble was how rapper Bad Bunny was handled. Bad Bunny appeared in the match as a surprise entrant. There were numerous changes to what number Bad Bunny would be, Zarian tweeted. This was a cause for concern if people within WWE were upset. WWE doesn't want to come off negatively with such a major outside star. Yeah, that's the thing. I want to see wrestlers wrestling and be the focus of the show. Instead, we get Bad Bunny and they treat them... These celebrities come in and they treat them like royalty. And it's just like, God, the, the worst thing to be in world wrestling entertainment is a wrestler. Because you are you are second banana to anything and anyone else. And certainly if a celebrity comes in, McMahon, Vince McMahon is just slobbering over these people. A Bad Bunny, we have to be, what spot do you want Bad Bunny? You need to be in the best spot in the Royal Rumble, Bad Bunny. Oh, Johnny Knoxville, we need to, nope, Johnny Knoxville's got to be in the Royal Rumble, that's, that's the big advertisement for the men's match is Johnny Knox. I half expected to see uh, whatever, Jake Paul or Logan, whichever one of those Paul guys has been on WWE as of late. I half expected to, want to see one of those assholes in the Royal Rumble. Another person I don't want to see. Yeah. Uh, McMahon was a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. He entered at 28, made it to the final three. Before Yeah, he came in. That was the other thing. He came in and he kicked everybody's ass. He just starts slugging away at Kevin Owens and then eliminates Kevin Owens. He's slugging away on Drew McIntyre. He's just like, yeah, here's the biggest badass in the Royal Rumble. 52-year-old Shane McMahon kicking everyone's ass. All these 30-year-olds getting their asses kicked by little old Shane McMahon. McMahon, who's the son of WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon, has helped book the Royal Rumble in the past but doesn't have a backstage or front office role with WWE. Saturday's Royal Rumble was the first time he's wrestled since last year's WrestleMania. Before his departure from the company, McMahon had been scheduled for WWE's Elimination Chamber pay-per-view on February 19th in Saudi Arabia and for April's WrestleMania 38. McMahon was previously gone from WWE from 2010 to 2016. He worked as a part-time performer for the company after making his return during the build to WrestleMania 32. I mean, this... Okay, WWE fires a lot of people, and in the last two years, (laughs) since April... Of 2020, shortly after the pandemic was underway, when they that first batch of releases, which was really a cool, nice thing to do for billionaire Vince McMahon, and just cut all these wrestlers loose. We can't. Afford, we're just a little mom and pop shop. It's just it's little old uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. We're just a global mom and pop entertainment brand, and we can't. We can't afford these wrestlers. We have to cut them loose, and then we're gonna cut a few months later. We're gonna cut some more loose, and then next year a bunch more, and then a bunch more, and then a bunch more. Uh <laughs> yeah. So, but this is, but this is bigger because this isn't just like. And I'm not not slighting any of the wrestlers who have been let go because there's some major shocking names who have been let go. It's like, they let Re- William Regal go, who has been, you know, one of the main. Success factors behind NXT Over these last 10 years With his expertise and his knowledge Like head producer and trainer And all this stuff And they're just like nah you're gone And uh But for Shane McMahon I mean it's a little different Because the last name Is the name on the front of the building <laughs> Well it's really not There doesn't say McMahon on the front of WWE But you you get what I'm saying the McMahon family. And so for Shane to be fired after a day, uh, that's that's gotta be bad. I mean, if in fact all of this is true, which seems a little seems a little sus, as the kids say, but uh, I wanted to read he's out of the company, but it's unknown whether his talent deal was terminated or if the plans for him for the next two months were simply dropped. Yeah, I mean, after nearly a year away, f- uh, yeah, blah, 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 following Royal Rumble. There was, there was a lot of heat. Yeah, w- isn't this what I just said? This is the exact. Why can't I find the goddamn. Yeah, whatever. I'm trying to find the article. So there was a lot of heat on Shane. Is this just going to link me back to the same? It's good. Okay, it's going to link me to a, a YouTube. God damn. Hold on. Anyway, anyway, I, I can't. Why is so, I should have saved this the thread on Reddit. It's great. Anyway, uh, but I'm reading. Yeah. So Shane. So basically, what the deal is is that Shane showed up, and from all the reports, it's that he was just an asshole, which goes against anything I've ever heard or read about Shane McMahon. Uh, that he just kind of showed up and said, "I'm gonna. Here's how the Royal Rumble is gonna go. Here's how my appearance in the Royal Rumble is gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look really good against some of the top tough guys." And I'm gonna throw out Kevin Owens and I'm gonna I'm gonna hang in there with some of the some of the best guys that are that are in there. And anybody who who pushed back against any of ideas, what they said was that he played the McMahon card, the do you know who I am card. I'm a McMahon, and you're gonna do what I say because I'm the boss. Look at the last name, fuck you. Here's how we're doing it. That's what everybody's saying. I've never, ever, ever heard a story like that about Shane McMahon. None of it makes any sense. And here's yeah it's interesting shane mcmahon out of wwe as quickly as what is this from wrestling Observer. what happened <laughs> jesus christ hold on <laughs> it's oh, okay it's on a different tab okay all right i was looking at the wrong tab that's sad i'm tired i don't get enough sleep Did Shane McMahon really get fired by WWE, or is it just a narrative WWE is happy to let people believe and he's the scapegoat the company needs? This is thesportster.com, and this is by Jim Parsons. See, this is what makes a lot more sense to me. There's a lot of chatter about how off the rails Shane McMahon might have gotten this past week in WWE. He helped produce the Royal Rumble men's match, and word is quickly spreading he was a handful to deal with. From wanting to put himself in a prime position to throwing other producers under the bus and playing the I'm a McMahon card. Shane apparently abused his authority to look good in a match he didn't even necessarily need to be in. There's a problem with this theory, according to this this article by this Parsons. None of it makes much logical sense if you consider Shane's relationship to WWE, his lack of need to be an in-ring star, and how poorly the entire premium live event, or pay-per-view as I'll continue to call it, was booked. More plausible plausible is that Shane is just a willing scapegoat here, potentially even part of a bigger storyline that's yet to be written. This isn't to say he didn't come to the table with his own ideas, perhaps even ruffled a few feathers. But could WWE be taking advantage of a narrative that works in their favor? Might Shane be happy enough to take the heat? I mean, right? Logan and Kendall Roy? You know, can you imagine like Vince having a sit-down with Shane and being like, just like Logan Roy, you're my number one boy. Did you ever, did you ever love something so much that the sun? What what is the line? I'm gonna butcher it anyway. Uh, <laughs> that Vince sat down with Shane the next day and was like, "Dude, listen, I know you don't really care too much about this stuff. I know you're not like fully in it like I am. I, I need you to be my guy. I need you to be the face of this shitty Royal Rumble. We had a terrible Royal Rumble." I need you to be the guy. I need you to take the fall. And you need to be the face of this shitty Royal Rumble. And Shane probably just said like, eh, alright, I don't care. I'm also pretty much a billionaire, so whatever. <laughs> whatever, dude. And then went home. Is that possible? Yeah, but that also doesn't... I don't know. also doesn't seem like Shane McMahon to me. This is such a bizarre story. Uh, and then this article continues. At the end of the day, Shane's report... Shane's reported release, in quotes, all boils down to one thing. The men's Royal Rumble match was a mess. There's very little flow. The order of entrance made practically no sense. The storylines that have been building up to the event were largely ignored. Yeah, it was terrible. It was just guys coming out and having just no, like, I don't, why are they here? What are the feuds? There are no feuds. No feud. If there are, they're not really being addressed at all. There's just like nothing. Nothing. They're just coming, you know. You, Dominic and Rey Mysterio are both in this match. You think cool. We'll get to see father and like I love the fact that those two are teaming up. I'm not a huge Dominic Mysterio fan, but I'm you know maybe as a dad, it's like wow, that's such a cool thing for Rey Mysterio to be teaming with his kid, and for his kid to say, man, I got to team with my father in WWE. Which I'm sure now that Rey Mysterio, by the way, has said, hey, my dream come true would be to have a match with my son. As a tag team at WrestleMania, which means guess who's going to be on SmackDown the night before in the Andre the Giant <laughs> Battle Royal? Because <laughs> again, Vince hates the fans, and he really hates his wrestlers who have given so much of themselves to uh, to his company. Anyway uh considering the the article continues considering the surprises that come in royal rumbles past and the way stars were booked to have memorable moments in previous events how this bout went down was so out of the ordinary it requires some sort of explanation i mean it really does this was i'm not without hyperbole i say to you this was without a doubt the absolute worst royal rumble that they have ever had by far there's some shit royal rumbles there's I was watching '99 the other day, one of my least favorite Royal Rumbles, but it had what a storyline it had though. Austin and McMahon, you know, there was there was something, there was a reason for the things happening in the Royal Rumble. '98 uh, is also not one of my favorite Royal Rumbles. It was just a mess. There were too many people at one time in the ring, and there were t- there was just too many like mid card. You know, it was evident that Stone Cold was winning the Royal Rumble, and he did, and and that that made it a fun moment. And Mike Tyson watching, and then that started the whole Tyson-Austin thing, and, you know, it's still it was the Royal Rumble that launched Austin into his, like, now he's getting his title match at WrestleMania, and now he's a main eventer. That was like, Austin's here. Let's go. It's time. Time to kick this into full gear. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the future, and that's, we're seeing why um you know the 90s royal rumbles are yeah, 92 was wonderful 1990 I loved 91 is boring but still had storylines going on in that match and uh 93 same thing you've got not the best royal rumble but storylines and exciting things like Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair and uh, you know and that uh, those 2000s royal rumbles there's some they're all pretty good like 2006 again not my favorite but just seeing you know, you've got Triple H, and you got Shawn Michaels, you got Mysterio, you got Lashley, you got all these big names. Ric Flair's—they had big names. Rob Van Dam. There's big names in this Royal Rumble, and uh, and it was just a—it was a fun, fun match. Not one of the best, and it had the outcome everybody wanted. That's the other thing too. It's like you have these years where there's Royal Rumbles that aren't that predict predictable, but that doesn't make them any less fun. It just you just you want to see it happen. Maybe it's like yeah, the two thousand Royal Rumble had maybe some of the the least star power of any Royal Rumble. The big there were like two potential winners of the Royal Rumble, and it was The Rock and the Big Show. That was it. You know, maybe Kane, but uh, the rest of it was just. But they, it was mid card guys, but they made it interesting enough that like yeah, we know what's gonna happen, but we're enjoying the ride, and they had tons of fun moments. New York City MSG crowd, it was great. It's a great Royal Rumble, one of the better ones. Even though there's no star power and you knew exactly who was going to win, but that was also maybe half of the fun. It's like, yeah, we want The Rock to win a Royal Rumble. And then he did. Uh, And then there's others that are, you know, there's some that just kind of go through the motions, but this was the worst Royal Rumble I've ever seen. I've, well, it's the worst, I've seen them all. It's the worst Royal Rumble. I don't know. Maybe 1988 was, (laughs) that's not so great. But this one was, I think, even worse. This was terrible. It was a terrible Royal Rumble. There was nothing fun about it at all. Nothing. Nothing. And uh, anyway, uh, the article says, when it comes to the on-air product, some will argue WWE has been serving up disgusting main course meals for a while now. Yes. Bad television has become the norm, and less important people than Shane have been kept on board for a lot less and booking one bad match. Why take a hard stance now? Remember, this isn't just WWE firing a writer or producer. This is a father firing his son. That's big. Yeah. Shane loves WWE too much. Perhaps Shane O'Mac pushed hard for his ideas to be considered. That's understandable. And when you think you're right, who in WWE hasn't done that? Uh, sure, he was in a position to force others to bear in mind the weight of his legacy in WWE. But why would he create such a stir over something so insignificant? Shane loves WWE. He grew up in this environment. And while he's left a couple times to explore other passions, the business and the company itself is part. Of... By the way, any of the times that he has left, to me, that just says, you know, he hates, he hates Vince and he can't stand Vince. I'm sure there's a lot of Logan and I'm telling you. <laughs> uh If anyone knows the unwritten rules about what to do and what not to do, it's Shane. If anyone understands how valuable the producers are to the product, he does. The Best for Business line is probably a mantra he actually takes seriously. There's no reason for him to throw away 40 years of learned behavior because he wanted to look good in one pay-per-view. Yeah, it doesn't totally add up. Uh, At the same time, Shane knows his current place in WWE. He's not working regularly behind the scenes, and he's a part-time performer at best. If there's anyone willing to take a bullet for the company, and by association Vince McMahon, it's probably him. He's been the public, uh, he's been public before about wanting to avoid a rift with his father. This could be one way to help his pops out. Shane's departure might be more akin to a head coach being released by a lousy sports team. It might not be the coach's fault, but something has to change, and the team isn't going to fire the owner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, related backstage details and arguments between Vince and Shane McMahon. To, expend, to expect Shane would have come in power tripping and pulling rank without the vision of a better end product in mind seems unfathomable to think he would do that in front of vince is even more ludicrous yeah that's that's why none of this is adding up it's just not what's more likely is he was asked to help with the match he took a big swing with his ideas and missed knowing shane has come up with some whoppers in the past think raw underground which by the way i hate it but i thought a lot of people liked raw underground i thought that was like a popular thing where they had this kind of Gritty sort of fight club, sort of uh, MMA bare knuckle kind of thing that they were having in the raw underground. I thought it was stupid. I fast forwarded, I didn't like it, but I thought it was really, I thought a lot of people were really into that. Anyway, how hard would it be to let it get out there that Shane had ideas? They didn't pan out, and now he's gone as a result. Yeah, I guess maybe he's taking one for the team here. After all, he doesn't need this. He's financially set, happy enough to do his own thing. Shane going rogue is an easy card to play. When the dust settles and the smoke clears, there's a written storyline between Shane and the locker room or Shane and Vince the company can call upon. If they need him, he'll probably be around. And even if there's some minor heat with how he handled himself at the Rumble, he'll be back. When he returns, he'll be bigger than ever. Think about the pop he got when his music hit for the Rumble itself. It was arguably bigger than any of the other 29 superstars. And the last image fans had of Shane prior was while he was involved in one of the worst book storylines in recent history, where he was bullying, of all people, Braun Strowman. Yeah, it was very stupid. One day, Shane can return and be a bad guy. Or, Rumble clearly showed return and be a good guy. The crowd will buy either. For now, use Shane to explain away a bad Royal Rumble show. It's much easier to let a guy who was never really around still not be around than to rehire a bunch of writers heading into the biggest show of the year. Later, if WWE wants to write a Shane-screwed-Shane angle, it's there and waiting. Yeah. I guess so. Uh and also, where was it? Wrestlers push back against Shane McMahon character assassination. This was from yesterday. Uh no. This was from who? Bleedingcool.com. That's a great name. Uh posted February 20 February 4th by El Presidente. Oh, okay. You got little little cute names for yourself. Shane McMahon's wild ride following attempts to blame him for this year's crappy Royal Rumble continues. Former colleagues speak out on the rumors about his backstage behavior. Hmm. Let me take a sip. Oh, this guy! Greetings, comrades! I—I uh, I mean, get out of here. What? What could go? What? What goss? He. Instead of gossip, he calls it goss could be hotter than the goss surrounding Vince McMahon's large adult son, Shane McMahon, who's reportedly in the doghouse with his father in WWE. Well, maybe that drama, my boy. What the hell? Who? What is this writing? What am I reading right now? This sucks. El Presidente, you suck at writing. Okay, according to reports, young McMahon was fired by WWE was appears to, what, due to what appears to be a need to make someone the scapegoat for the abysmally received Royal Rumble. Truly, it was abysmal. Honestly, if you have any thoughts of watching the Royal Rumble, don't. Seriously, you're going to get nothing out of it. There's nothing enjoyable. Nothing at all. The latest in a long line of creative blunders by WWE is that made the company's product nigh unwatchable for many years. Yeah, it is so bad. I have tried so hard to be watching this, and it just sucks. I, I'm going to go back to where I, what I used to do. was just. I've got four Raws saved on my DVR. Click, delete. I don't care. Don't care. Because Shane McMahon was involved in producing the match, he was saddled with the blame for booking, which is ultimately the responsibility of his father. Yeah, that's the thing. How many times have I even said on this podcast and have we read, the buck stops with Vince McMahon? If there's an idea that Vince McMahon doesn't like, it's not going to happen. Nothing slips by the goalie. It doesn't. If, it, if something slips by Vince McMahon, it's something so minor that nobody – it's it's inconsequential. And if something huge slips back past Vince McMahon, it means that somebody has gone rogue and they went against what the plans were and they're probably going to be fired. And I highly doubt that that happened to Shane McMahon. And I highly doubt that anything that Shane McMahon did or said or anything that was planned for the Royal Rumble that we saw on Saturday happened without Vince's approval. The one exception is you know, maybe Kofi Kingston getting eliminated when he wasn't supposed to. And that's, uh, you know, it happens. The dude's awesome. He's had so many of those great Royal Rumble uh, faux eliminations, false eliminations, where he's been able to use a loophole or hang on to the barricade or something. It's the same thing. John Morrison did this a a few years ago in one of the Royal Rumbles, maybe a decade ago. I don't really remember. He got eliminated and he landed on the barricade and his feet did not touch the floor. And he was able to get on the barricade and then leap back onto the ring apron. And it was a great thing. And it looked like Kofi was trying to do the exact same thing. But instead, he got eliminated, I don't know, a minute into the match, if even that. And he was, you know, his feet hit the floor. You can hear me if you listen to Taffy Time. You hear me go, oh, no, Kofi! Yeah, he got eliminated. It sucked. Um, But... Anything that – okay, so that's a mistake. Stuff does. Stuff's going to happen. In 2005, Batista and John Cena both – they were the last guys in the ring, and they both fell over the top rope and landed on the floor, and that was not supposed to happen. And then Vince McMahon himself came running down, screaming, and he goes to jump into the ring, and he tears his quads in both legs, and then he's just sitting there with his legs sticking straight out, yelling, barking orders to restart the match. It was one of the stupidest things that you could ever see, but it's very funny. And then Batista eliminated Cena and he won the match and and you know, they fixed it. But other than that, you know, there's little things that are going to happen like that. But nothing got past nothing goes without Vince McMahon giving the stamp of approval. So it's like, "Oh yeah, it's Shane's fault." Uh even worse, comrades. I mean, this guy's writing Shane's daddy's cronies have been going out of their way to smear the best in the world, spreading rumors that he's difficult to work with and attempt to block him from getting a job elsewhere such as WWE's competition, AEW yeah, which is interesting, evidently Vince McMahon I I guess they sent out little, you know, something to AEW to say like, listen, don't hire Shane McMahon he's not worth the hassle trust me, which again, I think is crazy, because that's I've never heard anything like that about Uh, About him. Uh, Now, another veteran of the attitude era, former WCW champion turned yoga guru, Diamond Dallas Page, has weighed in with his thoughts on the situation, exonerating Shane McMahon of charges of egomania and suggesting the idea is so ridiculous it might even be a work. On the Bro Show podcast, DDP said, I'm not saying it's a work. But I just don't believe anything in wrestling anymore. It could be a complete work. Shane's a classy dude. Every experience I've ever had of Shane McMahon, he's been straight up. I don't see how Shane goes crazy in between. I saw him at the Hall of Fame. In this scenario, my opinion of Shane McMahon is really up there. I didn't see it. I'm not going to let some dirt sheets or people talking smack take that, uh, change his opinion about Shane. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. Do I think it could be a work? Part of me says yes. I don't know for what reason it would be. Who knows? Shane could come through the crowd right before WrestleMania, and he's booked, and who knows? TDP isn't the only one to chime in on Shane's situation. Former opponent Adam Schur, a.k.a. Braun Strowman, who was also tossed out of WWE like yesterday's garbage in one of the company's famous rounds of mass, mass budget cut releases, invited McMahon to join himself and fellow fired former WWE stars Killer Cross and EC3 in the control your narrative movement. All you have to do is knock on our doors... Knock our doors open, brother. Sure, post that on Instagram. Uh, okay, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, evidently WWE is is yeah D- rumor WWE and this is also from El Presidente on the BleedingCool dot com. Uh, WWE afraid AEW will hire Shane McMahon, trying to stop it. Like. <laughs> Okay, following the shocking news yesterday that Vince McMahon fired his own son, Shane McMahon, as a scapegoat for the poorly booked Royal Rumble pay-per-view, a new report reveals that McMahon's cronies in WWE are trying to prevent AEW from hiring Shane by spreading rumors about his ego. Though the report is based on anonymous sources, the circumstances surrounding the release combined with Shane McMahon's history point to an attempt to smear the McMahon heir in order to prevent him from embarrassing WWE by joining up with their competition. Uh... First of all, Shane is very rich. Shane does not need any more money, I'm sure. Shane, anybody, Vince McMahon and his wife and children are going to be and are and will always be just fine for many, many, many lifetimes. Long beyond their expiration on this planet. (laughs) Mm. And uh, with that said... Even if Shane McMahon said, Yeah, I don't, I guess I technically don't work for WWE anymore, I'll go to AEW. I would imagine, maybe I'm wrong. I would imagine that the McMahon children have some kind of clause somewhere in some contract, somewhere, some kind of agreement that says that if they go and form their own wrestling company or work for another wrestling company that's not owned by Vincent Kennedy McMahon, I would imagine, maybe not, Vince is shrewd, and I would imagine there's some verbiage somewhere in some legal document somewhere that states that hey, you want you want the you want your nut you want your piece of this empire. Uh, uh-uh. if you go someplace else, you go to an AEW, you start your own company, you do this, you do that. Forget it. No way, dude. Anyway. Uh, According to the PW Torch podcast, Wade Keller said, People in WWE are letting me know that someone someone should warn Tony Khan that he's in... What he's in for if he brings Shane in. Because the sense of entitlement, and I don't know if ego is the right word, that Shane would bring along with him in a company that isn't WWE would probably be amplified compared to how he's currently acting on Sunday, which was just basically out of control. Again, that doesn't sound... uh, Never, ever, ever have you heard anything like that about Shane McMahon. If reports that Shane McMahon has an ego problem, seem like they're coming out of the blue, that's because they are. Until this week, Shane has, by all accounts, been well-liked backstage. All of a sudden, according to the sources of various dirt sheet writers, everyone backstage is upset with Shane over his producing the Royal Rumble match. Shane also produced the men's Rumble match prior two years without any similar incidents. That's the thing. And those were pretty good matches. So I don't know. Uh, yes, yeah. and according to El Presidente, and he's saying the same thing. Yeah, what's really going on, comrades? El Presidente. I mean, the way this idiot writes. Oh, I hate, I hate wrestling for this reason. People come up with these, and they're they think they're like part of the show, and oh, for God's sakes, listen, comrades. El Presidente, uh, if you ask me, and this is what El Presidente is saying if you know what's good for you, you'd better. It sounds like the cause of issues with the Royal Rumble are the same as those that afflict the rest of WWE shows. The incompetent creative process led by Vince McMahon and his top executives such as Bruce Prichard and Kevin Dunn. Yeah. Bruce Prichard is, you know, he's old and he sucks. He doesn't have, you know, he's got terrible ideas, but it's ideas that Vince likes. Kevin Dunn has been a Vince guy forever and these these are two like noted assholes. You, Bruce Pritchard, you don't even have to believe rumors, you can just listen to his podcast, he's an asshole. Um as we've seen many times before, McMahon needs a scapegoat to blame those problems for those problems at the next shareholders meeting, like Triple H for NXT failing to stop AEW, Paul Heyman for the raw ratings continuing to decline, Eric Bischoff for the Smackdown ratings decline, Baron Corbin who only ever held fictional power for the ratings decline, and the list goes on and on. This time, the scapegoat scapegoat was his own son. That's cold, comrades, even for Vince. Yes, comrades. Uh, But it would still be embarrassing for WWE if Shane showed up on AEW Dynamite. Yeah, I mean, totally. So now those same sources that fed dirt sheet writers the info that Shane was to blame for the Rumble are now feeding those same dirt sheet writers rumors that Shane is some kind of backstage egomaniac and difficult to work with in hopes... You know, there are commas. You could use a comma once in a while. This sentence goes on for... Anyway, there are hopes it will prevent him from getting a job elsewhere. But the one true egomaniac behind WWE's problems is, and always has been, Vince McMahon himself. Yes, I mean, no question about that. So there you go. Shane McMahon in the Royal Rumble and then out of WWE. (laughs) He was tossed from the Royal Rumble one day and tossed from WWE the next. And that's the end of him, which I – yeah, I still find that very hard to believe. And it, look, it's Vince's son. Being fired, is he really ever fired? Like, is anybody named McMahon really ever just not in WWE? I don't, I don't know about that. But uh, for now, it's the end of Shane O'Mac in WWE. And that's it. I, and it doesn't – yeah, they're sending out these things – to let AEW and anybody else know, hey, if you hire Shane McMahon, you're getting a total asshole. I mean, like, the degree to which they're trying to l- just let everybody know, don't hire my son, don't hire Shane, is, it's kind of, it's amazing. It's kind of amazing. Like, wow, Vince would do this to his own kid? I mean, that's not surprising. Vince is a piece of shit. Um, but by all accounts, Shane McMahon is not. He's so well-liked and respected by everybody, from all accounts. He's just really a likable guy, and everybody likes him. So, I don't know. We'll see. Truth is stranger than fiction sometimes, right? So, I guess maybe this is exactly what's happening. Because Vince, you know, you also watched the WWE's product over the last two years. And, uh, yeah, it's clear that Vince doesn't have it all together. It's clear that whatever the the brilliant genius that Vince McMahon was in the eighties and the nineties is not that seventy six year old guy that we're seeing who looks like a fish, it's some kind of prehistoric fish man. Uh, it sort of sounds like this uh, instead of the old Vince McMahon. Who's, uh, you know, he just it's just he looks like a cartoon character. It's embarrassing. And the shit that he's putting on his, his his TV shows every week is even more embarrassing. So I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know the point of anything that they're doing. And as much as I have tried since July when they went back to the live audience, uh, as much as I've tried to really enjoy this stuff, with the exception of Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, you know, a couple other things here and there, it's uh, it's really tough. It's really bad. And watching the shit that they're giving us last weekend at the royal rumble that that ain't making things any any better so i don't know and and i guess it's all shane mcmahon's fault shane mcmahon who hasn't been part of it since last april just comes in guns blazing i you know i'm this guy i'm picturing with like his feet up on the table and sunglasses and just you know fuck you this is what we're doing i'm shane mcmahon damn it and then and then having him come up with all these bad ideas and then And then nobody's saying like, oh, yeah, we got to get Vince to approve this. Bullshit. Vince approved everything that happened. But Vince is not, you know, he owns the company. What's going to happen to Vince? If Vince didn't own the company, he would have been fired. (laughs) He would have been fired a 100 times by now if he wasn't the owner of the company. But he's the owner of the company. So he gets to keep fucking up and coming back and doing it again. And I'm the asshole who keeps watching because I want it to be good. I want to even like trick myself. And last week I was watching that damn Royal Rumble, and I was sitting there. And before they got to the shitty men's Royal Rumble, I'm like, no, you gotta just. I can't be so critical of this. I have to just enjoy it for what it is. This doesn't seem like a very. This isn't a very good event so far. But I have to just enjoy it because this is this is what they're giving us, and uh, and it's just you know it's just wrestling. I can't get too worked up over it. I have to just, you know, we're seeing some, some of these stars that uh, getting close to retirement. I have to just enjoy it for what it is. And then that men's match happened. I said that piece of shit Royal Rumble. That sucked. <laughs> that stunk. I could nobody could enjoy this crap. It's terrible. So, I tried. I tried to enjoy it, uh, and evidently, it's all Shane McMahon's fault. Shane McMahon, who has so little involvement in WWE that hey, he hasn't been there since WrestleMania last spring, is now the single. Yeah, I'm sure. He, and, and I'm sure he went into his dad's office and was like, "No, we're doing it my way. We're doing exactly what I fucking say, pops. You asshole." Yeah. No, Vince McMahon said, "Okay, yeah, I'll sign off on this. This is what we're." It's it's crazy to think that that's just Shane McMahon went in guns blazing and they just did what he said. Please. All right. Well, that's it for now. There's golf on. There's Royal Rumbles. Fun to watch. And Well, the older Royal Rumbles are fun to watch. Not the one from last week. Uh, What else? There's something else I feel like I wanted to say. I can't remember. Oh, I got to tell you, I'm very excited for the Steam Deck. This is totally switching gears. I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, talk to you next time. Go to birthdayboyshop.com. Later, Gators.